0: Depression and suicide ideation hover over the minds of many. Deep in this realm of thought herself, Sylvia Plath describes what it feels like to only see life in darkness, as she confesses her depression and feelings of hopelessness through her poetical works, one of which includes her poem, Waking in Winter. Hi, my name is Sarah Bonanno, and today I'm going to take you through a guided discussion on Sylvia Plath's Waking in Winter as a method to not only learn more about Plath's life and mental health, but to also express the importance of confessional poets like Plath who facilitate public conversations on mental health issues. Sylvia Plath's Waking in Winter was written in 1960 and follows a depressed speaker who narrates their drive through a lifeless landscape to a sea resort which appears to be a type of institutional home. During the drive and upon arrival to the resort, the speaker illustrates the harsh, dull surroundings. I can taste the tin of the sky, the real tin thing. Winter dawn is the color of metal, the trees stiffen into place like burnt nerves. All night I've dreamed of destruction, annihilations, an assembly line of cutthroats, and you and I inching off in the grey Chevrolet, drinking the green poison of stilled lawns, the little clapboard gravestones, noiseless, on rubber wheels, on the way to the sea resort. How the balconies echoed, how the sun lit up the skulls, the unbuckled bones facing the view. Space, space. The bed linen was given out entirely. Caught legs melted into terrible attitudes, and the nurses, each nurse, patched her soul to a wound and disappeared the deathly guests had not been satisfied with the rooms or the smiles or the beautiful rubber plants or the sea shushing their peeled scents like old mother morphia. In this poem, the speaker's dark, harsh, and violent word choices make death a glaring idea and theme that not only haunts the lines of the stanzas, but also haunts the speaker himself. The sky is tin-like, the trees are stiff and burnt, and the speaker refers to the highway as an assembly line of cutthroats, the houses as clapboard gravestones with the surrounding grass as green poison, and goes on to describe the resort itself in the same lifeless way by critiquing the run-down rooms and referring to the people there as unsatisfied skulls. Plath also uses other literary techniques to express these same, depressing visions. For example, in the line the trees stiffen into place like burnt nerves, the speaker uses a simile to compare tree branches to nerves in the human body. Because nerves are ways in which humans send and retrieve sensory information, the burning of nerves indicates the stopping of this system. So, by comparing the stiff tree branches to burnt nerves, The speaker is describing an environment in which everything is numb, lifeless, and empty of feeling through intense imagery. These literary devices give insight into the speaker's cold, melancholy vision and outlook on life, an outlook exemplary of a depressed, suicidal individual. Plath is mainly known for cataloging depressed and violent emotions within her writing that coincide with the theme of death in her poetry. Her work with these topics, during the post-war period especially, drew people to her writing because many could relate themselves and their emotions to those experienced in her poems. However, Plath's relationship to these topics were more than just the typical post-war emotions. Plath struggled with severe depression throughout her life, and, after multiple suicide attempts and time in therapy in psychiatric wards and hospitals, succeeded in killing herself in 1963, At the age of 30. Many of her poems, especially those written in the few years before her suicide, were written in the midst of her deepest depressions and served as confessionals for her mental anguish. Waking in Winter, having been written only three years before her suicide, is one of many in which Plath confesses her feelings of hopelessness. Therefore, the speaker's gloomy, lifeless illustrations, imagery, and overall tone actually represent the emotions behind Plath's depression and how her mental state makes her see the world in front of her. In fact, direct connections can be made between Plath and the speaker of Waking in Winter, as the scene of the poem could be representative of Plath's own trips to psychiatric wards and hospitals she was sent to after her first suicide attempts. Sylvia Plath, the Collected Poems by Sylvia Plath and Ted Hughes, Plath's Husband, is a book of every poem Plath wrote from 1956 up until her death in 1963, and is the work in which Waking in Winter was first published. This book was not published until after her death in 1981 by Hughes, which, given Hughes' infidelity and physical abuse allegations that exposed his lack of care for Plath during their marriage, created a subject of controversy by leading many to believe Hughes was using Plath's work for financial gain after her death. Despite this controversy, this book brought many of Plath's published and unpublished poems into the public eye and created a way for readers to learn more about each poem and its relation to different phases of Plath's life. For example, in the introduction, Ted Hughes informs readers that he grouped the poems by year in chronological order. However, Hughes goes on to state how he believes each phase of Plath's life brought out a group of poems bearing a general familial likeness. So, The groups in which the poems are organized also play a part in their order this information is important because it shows how one can gain perspective and information on the emotional tenor of plath's writing during the time she wrote waking in winter by reading the other poems within this group the poem by sylvia plath entitled a life can be found in ted Hughes' sylvia plath the collected poems in the same group as waking in winter as this poem was also written in 1960 in the midst of one of Plath's deepest depressions. The poem, A Life, draws on themes of depression and suicidality through intense word choices and vivid imagery. For example, Plath creates an image of a clearly depressed woman dragging her shadow in a circle about a bald hospital saucer while age and terror like nurses attend her. Furthermore, in the last stanza, Plath creates a haunting depiction of a drowned man complaining of the great cold dragging himself out of the ocean, an image I interpret as a man who fails to commit suicide and now must drag himself out of his attempt, feeling even more cold or depressed in that moment than in the moments before his attempt. Similar to Waking in Winter, connections can be made between Plath and the speakers within her poetry. For example, the depressed woman walking in circles in a psychiatric facility likely represents the draining, dissociative, and traumatic experiences Plath endured in psychiatric wards and hospitals. Furthermore, an interesting connection could also be made between Plath and the drowned man in a life, as it is possible this character was inspired by Plath's increased depression and hopelessness after her first few suicide attempts. The continuation of a depressed tone and theme in this group of Platt's poetry showcases the trend of this bleak mentality in Platt's writing during this phase of her life. Furthermore, the hopeless and lifeless images in A Life in Waking in Winter can also be used to better understand the autobiographical nature of Platt's poetry in the 1960s. As one could assume, based on Platt's suicide and her multiple suicide attempts, that the dark tones and depressed suicidal speakers and characters within these poems are actually inspired by Plath herself. This insight into Plath's depressed suicidal mentality and the infusion of this mentality into the space of her writing is extremely important for understanding Plath's life, the inspiration behind her writing, as well as the presence of Plath's work in the confessional genre of poetry. But The impact of Platt's poetry spans far beyond Platt's lifetime. Discussions about mental health often fall silent due to the shameful societal stigma that surrounds mental illnesses. This harsh, demeaning stigma forces the millions of people struggling with mental illnesses into silence. And prevents their conditions from being talked about and properly understood by society. However, by incorporating the emotions and visions of depression and suicidation into her writing, Plath's poetry offers the world a snapshot vision into the mind of a severely depressed, suicidal individual, bringing the underheard and underrecognized thoughts and emotions of disordered individuals to light and inspiring people around the world to feel more comfortable speaking of these emotions in the public eye. Simple, supportive conversations on these topics could even help save a life of someone struggling with severe mental illness and suicide ideation. So, in listening to this podcast, I hope you take away this message and go on to break the stigma surrounding mental health disorders by working to understand and incorporate the importance of mental health discussions into your life and the lives of those around you.